Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Well, I, it was a, an exciting game. Didn't have the greatest ending for me or J. Will, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. As Giants fans. You know what's so interesting is I picked the Giants yesterday yeah. to win the game on all of, our, all of our shows, the whole deal. And, and Dan Orlowski and, and, and Laura Rutledge and, and Spears, Marcus Spears, all laughed at me because I said that 20, Giants would hang 27 points on – Tired defenses, the, the, too. The, the, the defense, mm-hmm. right? Had, so I won in terms of that because I got 29. I lose the game, but I won in terms of them being able to dominate that defense at the level that they did. And they left points on – the field. Oh, did they ever? You heard it on ESPN 630, the sport capital. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max brought to you by DraftKings. Sign up with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Use code KJM for a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So, you know, this is what we do as media and fans, Jay. I'm going to start with you, Key. It's mm-hmm. football. Who is to blame? Then will the Giants fans will weigh in on it. Who is to blame for this debacle? The players. The players are to blame. The coaches put them in position to be successful last night. You cannot jump off sides. Clearly, you can't do that. that that's, you know, that's like death uh-huh. trap. It's a death trap. You cannot drop the ball as a professional wide receiver with two healthy hands. Wide open, running down the field, as they say, streaking down the field with nobody near you. You cannot drop the football. And that happened. You cannot be Kenny Galladay making the type of money that you make and getting strapped up and complaining. Eight targets, three catches, 30 yards. That You cannot do that. You just can't. Can you be Dexter Lawrence and jump off sides? You can't do that. Oh, you can't do that either, right? You cannot. I said that earlier. One would hope. You cannot... Do that. Situational football, you have to know. You're not going to block the damn kick anyway from that position. You're not the jumper. You're not the edge rusher coming off the edge to block the kick. You're not going to push over the center and guard to get that. So take your ass back three steps and let him snap the ball and let him kick a long field goal. It's not it, – I don't care what you say. Yes, there's penalties. Yes. But they're holding penalties. They're offside penalties. It's not the coaches. The coaches are giving them the tools to execute. I'm with that to a point. Jay, I thought Joe Judge was a disciplinarian. If they're disciplined, what's, what's, he, what's Dexter Lawrence doing jumping off sides? Inside the locker room, Keyshawn Johnson is absolutely right. Externally, he's absolutely wrong. I'll tell you a couple reasons why. Externally, fans see the mistakes that athletes make, and they understand it, right? But like I said before to you, Max, me as a Giants fan, I have PTSD, right? We talk a lot about Jason Garrett. I've seen him for a long time in the same division against our rival. I see why his time runs out in Dallas, Mm. and I see the lack of creativity that he brings to the table for the Giants offense. He did a decent job last night. But here's where the PTSD comes back in mind for me. When you get down to the fourth quarter, when you get down to that moment where we need to play, Bradbury makes a great interception. Making up for a bad game. Bad game. We're in striking distance. When you go run, run, pass, out. Thank you. And everybody's like, well, he set up for field goal. I don't want to set up for the field goal. 
I want to go with what's been working in the opening drive of the game where we are creative offensively. When I see the problem that, that Dexter makes, right, Dexter Lawrence, the offsides, I hear it's on him, second-year guy, young guy. But when we're doing the break and Key's talking about we do situational drills every single day around Bill Belichick and we do preparation and discipline drills on counts, I hear Joe Judge talk a lot about discipline, hear him talk a lot about the fundamentals of the game, and we're going to be great at that stuff. So, yes, internally, if I were inside a basketball locker room, yeah, it's our fault, I'll get it. But externally, when I know all that is looming around the team with the coaching staff, as a fan, I'm like, come on, coaching staff. Let's, Damn, does it make it right? Go. No, but we don't live in the right world. I think that's exactly <laughs> right, Key, what Jay just said. Let's go from to before the game. What were the big questions? How are the quarterbacks going to play? Both played well. Like, take that away, okay? They both played well. I'm with it. Got to see Daniel Jones do that a whole lot more, but he did it yesterday. Yeah. I'm happy with the yes. play. Okay. Smile. Smile, right. You brought up the receivers. Slayton's got to catch the uh. ball. He was good otherwise. Shepard was very good. Shepard was Galladay, good. Galladay, you kept saying again, it's strapped up. Okay, so like we had, we were checking different boxes. This is what happened. We had questions. This is what happened. We have questions. Saquon had one explosive play otherwise. Still kind of coming back. We'll see. Okay. Now it comes down to we're asking players or coaches. I know the players have to execute. Yeah, I mean, that's hard to watch. That's hard to watch. It's a bad miss, man. It, that, that's we're watching. It takes miss. away how good of a game he played. That's now, the problem. Right. Now, I hear you, Key. It's on the players. But to Jay's point, we came in. You were, you were making jokes, and you were right on the money, and we're rolling our eyes. Run, run, pass. Now, he has a much better <laughs> game as an OC. Yeah. Jason Garrett called plays until the moment of truth. Run, run, pass. And, they, and for the fifth time, they come away with a field goal instead of a touchdown. Even before you get to Dexter Lawrence, I feel bad for Dexter Lawrence, really. Like, that's one of those things, like, you got to be kidding. Game's over. Giants win. Oh, because you screwed up for no good reason. Giants lose. Yeah, he but, didn't sleep good when he got home last mm-hmm. night. But I go to the coach and the, and the, and the play calling yeah. when it yeah. mattered most. And, and, and look, in this situation, sudden change. Take a shot. I get it. All that. You're, you're on your plus 20 or in that, in that fringe area. You want them to take a shot immediately, use the other two downs, and maybe pick up the first down. I understand that. But what happens in these situations is the head coach, I'm assuming, I'm, I'm, I'm only assuming, the head coach goes to Jason Garrett, and he says, Jason Garrett, we got points. Let's just, we got points. Now Jason Garrett looks at his call sheet, and maybe there's a player or two there that was hitting in the game for them. That was hitting, meaning that they could have picked up five yards and is averaging on that particular play is probably averaging seven yards a pop. So he says, let's call that play again because it's hitting. That particular time, it didn't hit. The second time, it didn't hit. Now they're in trouble. So now you go, okay, it didn't hit. What do we do? What's our best play? Let's throw it. Now clock stoppage because it's an incomplete. That's kind of what happens. So this is my question. I think on. that's that's great. I love that what you just did. <laughs> I love that. I don't give a damn. No, 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 no. I love the fact because you took me into the actual dynamic and like what what goes on. Absolutely. Right? And, okay. So because because the fans are going. Wait a minute. You run into the teeth of the defense. Run, run, pass. That's the Jason Garrett. You brought up Joe Judge, and that was my legit question after the game. I was thinking, is this on Garrett? Or is that a situation where the head coach is like, no, let's do this? And you suspect it's Joe Judge, yeah, right? Yeah, you, 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 you would think that the communication lines are open at that point in the game where the coach says to each other, they're communicating. What do you think? Give me your best run. Give me your best this. And he does that. And they don't hit at that time. 
Now, all of a sudden, you got to throw, and that don't hit. So you say, okay, we at least got three. We and got you, and you should have won the game. If and not for Dexter Lawrence. You, you should have won the game. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. If not for Dexter Lawrence, of course, I thought the coach was, dis- was such a disciplinarian. Um, let's bring in David Pollock on the Goodyear Hotline. David is in State College for College Game Day as a former defensive lineman. Um, what are you seeing, David? What do you see on Lawrence going offside? I got nothing, bro. I'd love to defend my defensive lineman. <laughs> I'd love to, to stick with us and, and, and try to make some excuse for him. But you're, Keyshawn was right, actually. You're not going to... You're not going to block that kick from inside. That's got to be um, – you got to be smarter than that. Just, it just, it's frustrating if you're a coach. I, I, thought, I thought Coach did a good job, man. I thought he, he didn't put blame on Dexter. You can't just put blame on, on Dexter for one play throughout a game when you can talk about other mistakes. But that play was – that was a crucial mistake, a big mistake, uh, an intolerable mistake, an unexcusable mistake. Hey, David, I, I never – I was always the jumper, right, or, or the outside wing guy. I never was the interior, obviously. But you were. What's being like? What is told to you in the special teams meetings or in the situation in that particular situation? What's told to you? Well, you're trying. You're trying to get as low as you can and reset the line of scrimmage. And if you got a jumper coming behind you, you got to get that guy, the offensive guard, two yards back, a yard and a half back. So now I can jump from a point closer to the football if I am the jumper. So I understand from that point. But again, not a lot of kicks blocked in the middle of the defense. Uh, I didn't see a guy actually right behind him either that was the jumper, but you're just trying to get penetration, trying to be big and strong, and reset the line of scrimmage as much as you can. Uh, what kind of distraction do you think, David? I want to get onto uh, some college football here. Could the USC Jeez. job opening be for Penn State and head coach James Franklin this week? I don't think it's a distraction. He's, he's had this throughout his career here. Um, a lot of talks about other jobs. You know what's good, Max? It's not a distraction for James because guess what happens? He's going to get paid more money probably. He'll probably <laughs> get a raise out of it. Leverage. Just like a lot of uh, other coaches across, across college football. But I, think, uh, I don't think the players are worried about this. They've dealt with this before for many a years from James Franklin with his success here. And uh, it, won't, it, won't play, it won't make a difference against Auburn this weekend. You're in State College, Pennsylvania right now for the Auburn-Penn State game. And it's the whiteout game. And you've been to many of them traveling across the country on college game day. Where does the whiteout game rank amongst the atmospheres in college football? You're not getting outside of three when you mention this. Like, listen, there, there are some games where we try to make, we try to manufacture the crowd, right? There's, there's giveaways and there's all kinds of things. You're like, all right, we're going to do this everybody's committed, okay? Everybody is joining the whiteout. Everybody's got white on. It's, it's a crazy scene, the chance, um, the way they're involved in the game the whole time, man. It, it, is really, it really is one of the coolest things. And now bringing in Auburn, bringing in Bo Nix, a guy who has struggled mightily on the road, and now you put him in this atmosphere. Really curious to see what Brian Harson, brand-new head coach, Mike Bobo, offensive coordinator, new guys running an offense with uh, Bo Nix that we've seen him have struggles on the road and what they got. David Pollock, ESPN College Football Analyst, joining us, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. DP, let me ask you, a huge game in the SEC is top-ranked Alabama is getting ready to take on Florida in the swamp. Alabama's a two-touchdown favorite. So how does Florida even keep this game close? Florida's got a couple things going for him. Emory Jones is a really athletic quarterback. 
Well, now there's, got, there's a guy named Anthony Richardson who's also another guy that's very young that's playing for the first time that is a big, strong, mobile quarterback. They run tempo. They run fast, Jay Will. We, we've seen Alabama struggle with fast, up-tempo teams, scrambling quarterbacks. Florida's got two of them. So I think running the football, going fast, I expect Florida to score a bunch of points. I don't think it'll be like it was in the SEC championship game, but I just, I just hope Florida puts some pressure on them. I hope Florida, you know, we get to see Bryce Young on the other side, you know, go tick for tack. You know, Florida gets up 14 to 7, or Florida gets up 7 to nothing, and they got to go answer and respond, and we kind of see, you know, what Alabama's got. That old group is gone. Nick Saban, you can tell, man, he, he's not as confident in this group yet. Um, also, some injuries for Alabama's defense. So I just I want to see some I want to see some heat. I want to see if the Tide can get in a good game and, and see what they're made of. So, if, hypothetically, if Florida were to lose, what would be their path, DP, to get back to to get to a college football playoffs? Well, Florida still has Georgia. Obviously, um, their crossovers are brutal this year. They, they still got to play LSU. Now, that's not as big after LSU lost to UCLA, but still have an opportunity to play Georgia head-to-head, which is a top-two team right now. You could still win that against Georgia. You'd own the tiebreaker if you beat them. You each have one loss. Head-to-head carries the day. You go back to the SEC championship game, and you play Alabama again, and you beat them this time, and you're in the college football playoff. So it's not an elimination, but... Florida breaking in a bunch of a bunch of new guys, especially at the skill position, uh, breaking in two new quarterbacks, not as experienced, but they get to play at least at home against Alabama. And Alabama's beat up. I mean, Will Anderson, one of the best pass rushers in the country, you know, he got dinged up last week. Christopher Allen the week before against Miami, um, probably their second best pass rusher, you know, hurt his foot. He's out for the season. So they're also filling in some new spots that maybe you can take advantage of. David, let's go out west and, and talk about the, the, the only team that matters out west right now is the Oregon Ducks. I know UCLA beat an LSU team, but like I tell Booger McFarland, they beat a brand, not a championship LSU team. So let's not get too excited about that. Can Oregon be for real in the Final Four? Can they, can they be a real team in the Final Four? I do. I think they can. Um, you know, they, they've got enough offensively. The big question mark was, was offensively, what would they be able to do, especially at, at the quarterback spot? Um, this, and I think they showed you at Ohio State, they could put up a bunch of yards. They could put up a bunch of points. And their offensive coordinator – Key, you saw him. Like, he does such a great job of creating matchups, um, yeah. running unbalanced, running crazy four-by-zero sets, and people that aren't even eligible putting them out wide, and, and people, are, people are covering them left and right. Ohio State, not a good game plan. Struggled last week. So I, I think they can. Justin Flo, their linebacker, one of their better players, is out for a while. Thibodeau, obviously, we talked about. He's the number one pick in the draft. He didn't even get to play last week. So I, I see a, definitely see a path for Oregon. And, and by the way, Obviously, when you beat Ohio State, you've created that path for, path for yourself. Clemson's already lost, which is crazy. We don't usually say uh, at a conference game to Georgia. So that, that's a one-loss team. You beat Ohio State. So I think they obviously very much control their own destiny. Um, you know, the schedule doesn't look as tough either. Washington, we, they've lost two in a row, one to an FCS team. So I think, I think they're the team in the Pac-12 to beat for sure. You said it. You went to Ohio State without Thibodeau and mm. just did that. That's, that's huge. David, where are you? Let's get back to the NFL for a second. Where, where do you come down on the Andy Dalton-Justin Fields situation in Chicago? I've, I've heard, obviously, a lot about it, and I see people losing their mind, and, and I understand it. I'm of the mindset if, if Nagy's going to run that offense, which he's, he's clear he wants to run that offense. He's not changing his offense to Lamar Jackson's offense or not going to morph it, then Andy Dalton is the best guy. You saw Andy Dalton 
week one, what, what did he do? The ball comes out in a hurry. You know, the, the line is not protecting you. Great. The ball better come out. Justin Fields, you know, he had the ball almost a second longer than Andy Dalton um, in the preseason. Almost a second. So he doesn't see it quick. And, and I, I, I want to get him reps. You saw him. He went two for two. He, he scored a touchdown. I think you, you want to get him reps and move him into it. Because here's the deal. Max, at Ohio State, you're not doing a lot of protections as a quarterback. You're not. Like, so he, I think he has a lot to learn, a lot to transition to the NFL. Work him in slowly so you have a chance to really have a lot of success down the road because he's not going to have a lot of success early, but the talent is, is through the roof. The talent with him and Andy Dalton is not debatable. David, at least Keyshawn and I, if not also Jay Will, I, like, I, I, I think have a consensus about this. It, you want ideally to give him some road, some road to get better and better week after week from the sideline. That's ideal, but the world is not perfect. And if this game is a no. winnable game that starts to slip away, don't it sometime you, you have to balance your chances of actually competing and winning with the long-term development of Justin Fields? 100%. And listen, Max, if, if you're that coach and you're Nagy and you're coaching for your life and you're coaching for respect and you're trying to keep the locker room and you're trying to put this in a positive direction and build a program that's, that's been bad for a, a while now that hasn't been up to snuff, like, listen, you're going to play the best guy. If, if it was as easy as some people think and Justin Fields is just so much better than Andy Dalton, Justin Fields would be playing. It would, he's not that dumb. Like, coaches are coaching for their paychecks. They're coaching for their lives. So I, I absolutely understand that. And listen... If you're going to let Justin Fields be a 4-4 athlete that's big and strong, he is. Let, let him do some of that stuff. Morph what you do a little bit more to new school offense. Morph what you do to a little bit more what Ohio State did that helped him you know, have a lot of success. I, I think that they, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. They can, they can start working him in and making it easy on him. David, how old are you? Uh, 39. Just turned oh, 39. Okay. Dave, I just turned 40, David. So here's my, here's my question for you. The spicy question of the day. <laughs> On Buccaneers.com, Tom Brady was talking to Gronk, and Tom said, yeah, play until I'm 50. And it's really kind of created an interesting debate on set. Not a debate, discourse, conversation amongst us and people. Are you a believer that Tom Brady at 50 can still be a contributor as a starter for a team? Man, if you'd have asked me if he could have contributed at 44, I'd have said, heck no. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing, and Key knows this, I, and, and Key, I'd love to hear more people talk about this in the media. The game Tom Brady plays right now is so much different than what Brett Favre had to go through and Joe Montana. And those, those guys used to get yeah, the crap him. kicked out of him. Like, you actually could touch the quarterback. It's, e it's a lot easier to be healthier now. Like, Drew Brees playing later in his career. Aaron Rodgers is going to do the exact same thing. Everybody who plays quarterback, because you can't touch them now, yeah, exactly. the injury likelihood is not good. Like yeah. it's, it's, so I think all these guys are going to continue to put up great numbers, play till they're older. Now there's another regular season game, so the stats are going to continue to go up. And So I think it's a little bit different game. That's what lends to more success at an older age. For yeah, the quarterback and and even though, but when you look at him, David, right now, today, he looks like he has three good Tom Brady years left. And if he wants to play, I believe he could do it for a lot of the same reasons and things that you're saying. Plus, you know this league, two years from now, they'll change the damn rules again. They'll say, hey, pass rush starts 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. I mean, they'll change 
over time. Right. So I think he can play at 50. I mean, even look at the foul last night on Chase Young, yeah. right, when he came down on Daniel Jones. It's like, well, you can't come down on the quarterback. You have to be to the side of the what quarterback. What was Chase foul. Young I'm supposed like, to do? Exactly. What was he supposed like, to defy the laws of gravity or predict what Daniel Jones would have done? David Pollock, thank you very much. Appreciate you jumping on with us, brother. DP, David. calm down with those push-ups, man. You're looking swole in the camera. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you got to fight Father Time, baby. Come on now. David Pollock <laughs> is brought to you by Barbasol Shaving Cream. David wants to be doing this when he's 50. Choose Barbasol Shaving Cream for a thick lather and close, comfortable shave. Barbasol, the American original for over 100 years. Better by Barbasol. College football is back. Tune in tomorrow. It was Washington State. Hosts USC, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Giants fans, tell us, tell us, call us. Who is to blame for Big Blue's loss last night? That's after Jay has this from Indeed. Max Kellerman. (laughs) Went into announcer mode. (laughs) Running your own business requires a lot of running around, doesn't it? From bookkeeping to client meetings. I mean, pretty much you run it all. By the time you need to hire, you've run out of energy as well. Luckily, with Indeed Instant Match, you immediately receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description the moment you sponsor the job. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Hiring can finally, finally run smoothly with Indeed. To learn more, visit Indeed.com credit. How in the world do you jump off sides and you're right in front of the football? If I'm looking at that ball, I'm not moving until I see it move. I don't know. You tell me. That's going to be a long flight home, and that's a short flight. <laughs> More Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. All guests on the Goodyear hotline. More Giants talk with Chris Canty in 40 minutes. We've been asking all morning who's to blame for the Giants' loss. Well, Coach Joe Judge is not blaming defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence, who jumped off sides. The biggest thing for him is that's you know it's going to be a tough lesson. It's a lesson you got to learn. A lesson we all have to learn, you know, as a team that we don't repeat the mistakes one by one. We've got to see that, and make sure we clean it up. These are obviously things we've talked about, coached, but obviously we have to do a better job, you know, in the future going forward. But look, I'm not going to put this on Dex, and I don't want to put this on Dex. Okay, Dex is a good player. He's a strong piece of our locker room. He's a good teammate. He's fun to coach. He's productive for us as a player. I'm not going to put this on Dexter Lawrence, okay? There's things we all have to do better as professionals, all right, but I'm not going to put this on any one player or one situation. Well, in a way, he is kind of putting it on him by saying some of the things that he's Oh, you saying. think Joe Judge didn't protect him enough? He, he protected him, but he's kind of saying as a professional, 
you know, accountability. All he's, he he's saying it without naming him. That's that's I mean, kind of what he's I know doing. But guys, and that's okay. I know I know we can all play the hey. A lot of things led up to that moment. Yeah. The bottom line is that play lost the game. The game was won. The Giants won the game. The game is over, and because of that, they lost the game. But to me, but see, but see, you as a Giant fan, you 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 kind of you're all over the place in your brain. But what me not as a Giant fan, but yes. somebody who's analyzing the situation, you say that play lost the game. You got to go back to the catch, the non-catch. Oh no, there that are so many the moments game like and that. You don't even get to that. Oh, point. But wait, wait, if you do that, you wouldn't even be where we are today. Let me tell you the three ways of thinking. There is the the coach's way, where he's like, "Well, it's a series of things that have happened throughout the course of the game that's led us to this point." Really? Right. right. There's the analyst way, where it's like, "Hey, the catches, the other things that mean something." But as a player in the locker room, you hear all that and you know all that. But you're looking at that last play like, damn, man, he missed the field goal. Like, we just got to stay on side. Like, it was a crappy game all the way around. Taylor Heineke played well. It wasn't like the Washington football team was great. I mean, that's what happens sometimes when games are crappy on both sides or your quarterbacks play well, but other guys have misses. There are a lot of missed opportunities by the Washington football team, too. It comes down to the wire and the nuances of how you are disciplined, how you execute, wanna, end of game. I want to get to that in execution because, to me, when I take the biggest picture other than Gettleman, this is on Joe Judge. Key, earlier in the show, mm-hmm. during commercial break, right, you physically demonstrated how a coach will coach up the fact that you got to not jump offside in that situation, right? It's just situational drills. Like, for instance, we were Bill Parcells, and I'm sure Belichick's used it and other coaches have used it that have been around. We are in training camp, and in training camp, you're tired, you're exhausted. At the end of the practice that day, we'd line up, and it may be four lines, and we're five yards apiece, and we're crossed. And Coach Parcells is using a snap count. So it's concentration, so that you are concentrating in a situational moment. So what happens is he sits there, and he says, you know, you, he's going to blow his whistle or he's going to say go. On go, you you move five yards. You you jog five yards. So it's like all of a sudden you're down, well, I can't, you, you're down on your knee. I mean, you're down in the stance. And you go, he goes, on go. He goes, go. So now you go up another five yards. You're looking at him. Everybody's looking to him. And then he goes, and then you jump. You now back up. So now you got 10 yards to go. Or he says, go, go, right? Or Something he like- says, it's on two. And he blows the whistle. Mm. He didn't say on two. So as Simon says, that whole Yeah, game, yeah, yeah. So he blows the whistle. If you take off, you're back five yards. You, you got to wait for the two whistles. Yeah, or you, or now you're back five, or you're back and 10. And how does this 15? instill that discipline? Because it's concentrating. You're tired as hell, just like they were at the end of that game. I'm sure Lawrence was tired. And mentally, he's exhausted. And for whatever lack of focus, whatever it was, he did what he did. But when you are trained to not do those sort of things repetitively, and the training over and is over. because now you're back five yards, all your teammates are like, "Damn, pay attention!" Ain't no damn. I should get Brian Cox on here. He was, he threatened the dude to beat his ass, right? Because they don't want him to run he, twenty yards. He'd like to go five yards. Yeah. Max is not in the huddle, but he knows. Right? He we don't. Wait. It's hot as hell in New York in the summer. Nobody wants to run 25 yards after practicing. Can I, can I ask it? Maybe this is an ignorant question, but I've never been on a defensive line before. 
how would you know what the count is of the other quarterback to get that time in? Because exactly. they hear they hear the quarterback cadence. You right there, you know, they're right there, Jay. Uh-huh. So if if he goes, I'm going on two, and he goes, Hut! and then you jump, it, he said two. So if he goes, Hut up, now go. Mm. Or that if he, tells or me. if he fakes you out and go and you jump, that, like yeah. that's why I put it on the coach. Because if you're doing that right, look, Dexter Lawrence was responsible for himself. And I thought Coach basically protected him. I, really, I just feel bad for Dexter Lawrence today, more even than I'm mad at him. I feel bad. I can't even imagine what that feels like, right? But to me, Key, what you just described, the way Bill Parcell, I bet you you guys weren't jumping offside in games. Well, when we did, it was a problem. A mm-hmm. problem. Or you got things called no-brainer freeze on the offensive side of the ball, where it's fourth and inches. We're trying to get the other team to jump, and we tell – Everybody in the huddle, when we call a timeout, hey, this is the play we're running, no-brainer freeze, which means it's a no-brainer, don't freaking move. A no-brainer. A no, it's, it, it, you got to be dumb, stupid to do this. Well, that's just great. No-brainer freeze. And the guy jumps. Calls on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Matt in New Jersey, you're on with Keyshawn J. Willem X. Hey, guys. Now, I, I have to say I agree with Key with that, with the catch. I mean, Darius Slayton, you got to catch the ball. I mean, if you catch the ball, score the touchdown. You're up by a touchdown. You don't get the field goal. I mean, touchdowns are going to win the game. Field goals evidently won this game. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with Key and Max. I think Joe Judge, you know, you, you can't be covering up for these players. Dexter Lawrence, you, you jumped off sides fundamental i was at that game uh guys i was right behind the end zone as soon as they missed that first field goal i'm jumping into a giant fan pit and i see the penalty i'm like ah this is killer but at the end of the day i I blame joe judge uh guys thank you for taking my call key you also brought up the catch earlier in the week you talked about the wide open catch (laughs) in the end zone for a receiver all the thoughts that can come in his mind you literally could see it on this play right look at it yeah you can see it and so I, I was sitting, eating, and watching again. I said, he's going to drop that. Because when he got about to the 10-yard line, I could see the panic in his eyes, how his body was moving. He's sitting there, and he, he started tensing up. And when you catch the football over your shoulder, he didn't give with it. All he has to do is give with the ball. He didn't give with the ball. He kind of just stuck his hands out there. Follow, track the ball with your eyes and your hands and just gracefully follow it. It's, it I, I get it. Everybody can't do it. It's not that simple and easy. I, man, I'm paying that dude. I'm the owner in the box. I'm paying him to do that. Max, you, I'm not paying you him to drop what, it. Do you want to know about the funny thing that the caller just said? And we don't. I, I forgot his name because we had a lot of callers. But he just talked about. He's like, hey, you know, Kenny has to make that catch. Darius Slayton has to make that catch or the field goal. Like, hey, Dexter Lawrence, you can't be offsides. And he's like, I agree with Key. I agree with Key. And then at the end, he said, but in the day, I put this on Joe Judge. So well, that's my point, right? Know, like, like what you guys are saying tells us who didn't play. This is on the coach, yes. really. That's what that's what I gather from it, Key. Even if you're saying it's the players, I'm like, wait a minute. Well, see, you, you, what I, what I'm saying though. Remember, we, we are in different boxes here. You looking at it from a fan's perspective. Yep. I'm looking at it from a player's perspective because I'm getting the information from my coach. I've got to deliver the information, uh, uh, meaning I got to deliver the play. I he's telling me they're going to throw me the post. I've got to catch. Bill he Belichick out there teams, dropping balls. Bill Belichick teams seem to not jump offside in in those situations. And some coaches have the players, them disciplined, and that's because the players are retaining the information that Bill's giving them, 
and it's working out. Why? Why are that? Why is why are Belichick's well, can, teams? Can we, can we also say that he's one of the greatest it. coaches to ever live? I mean, okay. I why he, did Parcells' teams get that drilled into them? You see what well, I mean? And you, even but much like you just said, drilled. Drilled. It's, it's a process. This dude's only been on the job. Oh, so you're saying nineteen games? Get, or whatever like like it is? evaluate Joe Judge two years from now and yeah, see? If it, okay. Yeah, it's still early, Max. Yeah. yeah. It's still early. Yeah, fans don't have a lot of patience. Fans don't have a lot of patience. It's Down, still early, man. Download the overhead, Overheard podcast for curiously delightful conversations overheard around National Geographic's headquarters, presented by the City Advantage Platinum Select Card, the card built for your next adventure. Brady playing till he's 50. Brady playing till he's 50? Take it or shake it next after Key has this from O'Reilly. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. They offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online at O'ReillyAuto.com and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. They'll even bring it out to your curbside. Or you can choose to have your parts delivered right to your door, ding dong, with free shipping for most orders over 35 bucks. Get your auto parts quickly with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Today. The Giants are 0-2 for a fifth straight season. So how long until they're making moves with their front office? Making moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hey, Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, mm-hmm. and your smart speakers. It is time for Take It or Shake It, so we bring in producer extraordinaire, Evan. Evan, take All it away. Right. Yep. Let's uh, let's start with Tom Brady. Let's hear from Tom Brady. Here's him and Gronk answering mailbag questions. Can Tom Brady play till fifty, like fifty years old? Yeah. 
50. 50. If you're 44, that's six more years. I think, I mean, I don't find it so difficult. And plus, in the Florida, it's kind of a retiree state. So I feel like I can play and then just glide into retirement. I think I can. I think it's a yes. You know, there's a little spin to that question. I think it's, will Giselle let Tom play till 50? <laughs> That's the real question. That is a way better question. And in fact, why would they not Google that? Tom Brady will play until he's 50. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake, shake it. it. Shake it. Yeah, he, I, I don't believe he will play. Do I believe he can play? Yes, but I don't believe he will play to 50 because he's got kids. They're going to grow, and he's going to want to be at their games and, and spend time with his family. I mean, how much jewelry do you really honestly need? I mean, look, I, whatever Tom wants to do, if I have to talk about Tom Brady every day for the next six years, please, I want to stop doing broadcasting. <laughs> I mean, I, I want Tom to win. I hear it, but... Guys, you walked at, at 40. I walked down the stairs. I rolled my ankle. I'm struggling to walk. Yeah, but he ain't going to do two, it. He ain't going to play. That's like saying, oh, I'm looking in the time machine. Tom Brady's definitely going to be healthy. Yeah, yeah but, but he, t- kids, though, Jay. Even, he, even babies. And, and the he other thing is, kids. I, I'm going to shake it, not because I, I'm not allowed. Like, I'm out of the business of predicting his demise. But I, I would say that. Not just for what you're seeing, Key. Like, you want to live with – you want to – you know, you're, you're, look, football's not going to be your first love anymore. It's going to be your children, yeah, right? Stuff yeah. like that. That's your primary. But also, even with the new rules, man, you're not promised tomorrow in life, let alone the NFL. You want me to project six years from now? Too long in a but, full but it, but I can switch it up and say if he wanted to, he could do it. I, Jay also convinced me on that. 48. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, four years from now, that's a four lot. Years already. Is a long time. That's a lot already. That's a long time key. But, but I'm not, really I'm not, not going, I'm not predicting against Tom Brady out of that business. What's that? What else, Evan? Keyshawn, J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Take it or shake. It's brought to you by Granger guys. Steelers pitching. Raiders big game this weekend. Both of these teams will make the playoffs. Take it or shake it. I love the headshot, Evan, by the way. Take it. Take it. Take it. I think both of these teams will make the playoffs. I think Pittsburgh will fight for the division, and most likely they could – and who knows? I mean, they, they'll probably win the damn division, or Mike Tomlin. And then the Raiders, they needed that victory against the Baltimore Ravens too. I know they had a big victory. Everybody talks about the Kansas City deal yes, uh, last year. That was different. That was some old pandemic they went. That, that, that was different. This was in their stadium, sold out, crazy crowd, the whole deal. They fought back. They took it in overtime. There was a lot of miscues in overtime. Got a little lucky. Yeah. Yep, but that's what you need. Yep. You need a little luck. Can we go with the ESPN FPI predictions after week one? I mean, you got the Raiders at 27%, 12th best in AFC. So not in the playoffs if it ended, obviously, today. But I, I just I got to see more consi- consistency from the Raiders, you know, before I can believe in that. So I'll go Raiders, no. But and also, it, and when Steelers are 53%, the way to calculate the odds that they both get in is multiply those two numbers, bringing it way under 50% mm. that they both get in. But I'll say this. I'm going to shake it. Look, I don't know that either makes the playoffs, but let's say – I'll say one of them probably does because they both got pretty good shots. You know what's interesting to me? The AFC West – it's not there yet, but you can see the direction it's moving. Like, mm-hmm. by next year, that thing is going to be a Chargers, beast. Kansas City, Denver, Raiders. Yeah, and with Aaron Rodgers figure on Denver, that's what I'm figuring. That's going to be a beast of a division. What hey. else, Evan? Well, that Raiders-Steelers game part of a football doubleheader Sunday 
on ESPN Radio. Raiders at Steelers, followed by Falcons at Bucks. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Okay. Guys, Lamar Jackson's 0-3 against Mahomes and the Chiefs. 30-5 and against the rest of the league. Lamar Jackson <laughs> finally beats Patrick Mahomes. Take it or shake it. Shake it! Shake it! Yeah, I just don't see where... Yeah. I don't, I don't see it again. I mean, that's okay if he doesn't win. I mean, think about Brady and Manning matchups for many years. Manning couldn't get out of Brady. I mean, Brady couldn't get out of Manning's way, and then eventually Manning got one, and then he started to kind of get one every now and then. I mean, that's just how it is. I think Lamar's doing a terrific job so far this season. He's got to get his weapons back. I think they'll be in the playoffs, but it's just it's Kansas City, man. Yeah. It's Kansas City. Yeah. It's just Houdini, man. When you think about how talented Patrick Mahomes is in that receiving core, it's scary anything about how depleted the receiving core is of Baltimore. Cleveland has a better football team right now than Baltimore. Yes. And they couldn't beat them. Yeah, I'll say this. I thought Lamar looked outstanding. I thought he looked like the Lamar Jackson version of Patrick Mahomes, like that level. I'm not worried about ball security. He's normally good with that. I think that was just an aberration, right? I don't think it'll repeat itself. But if you ask me football, my answer is always Patrick Mahomes, so I got to shake it. Guys, Daniel Jones fell to 0-6 in primetime last night. Their next primetime game is Monday Night Football, November 1st, against the Chiefs. Oh, oh Who wrote these? Why are there so many Chiefs questions? James, write these? Jesus. Daniel Jones will Don't become Jones. the first quarterback since 1950 to start his career 0-7 in primetime on November 1st. Take it or shake it. Are we sure about that? That he's playing Mahomes? No, uh, that he will be the first quarterback because I feel like there's somebody else that, that loses seven? big time. Kirk Cousins, well, Kirk Cousins loses for a, a minute. ton, yeah. but I don't think he started his career 0-7. Okay, okay. I knew it was Kirk. I knew it was somebody. Uh, I'm going to take it. Take, take it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take it. I, I just it, – it's one of those deals where sometimes, again, much like Lamar Jackson, eventually it will happen. It will break eventually. But right now, no, against the Kansas City Chiefs, it's not going to break. It's just not going to break. As a Giants fan, I want to believe the impossible. But it just seems like things work out against the Giants. So, I'm taking it with Key. I'm taking it. I mean, like when Roy Jones Jr. was in his prime in boxing, hey, who's going to win? Roy Jones. But you didn't hear what? Roy Jones answers Roy Jones. That's how I am with Mahomes and the Chiefs. Who's going to? Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes, I'm not – leave that boy alone. <laughs> he's, he is too good. Like, it's, he is so good, it's ridiculous. He, he's got too much Chiefs all day. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Imagine if Darius Slayton makes that catch, though. It's such a different narrative this morning. See? Yeah, it's but that's not – it's still not the Chiefs. I understand. That's Washington I, on short I'm just, rest. I'm just saying, like, it, it's still – well, whatever excuse you want to make for Washington, it would still be a win that they would got on the road. You're he right. didn't sleep good last night. No, he did not. No, three Very hours. Grumpy. I know he was. Did they fly or train to, to DC? I have no idea. I don't know. I wasn't on their itinerary. <laughs> all right. What we, no, are we all done? He was right. Kirk Cousins. He started zero and nine on Monday Night Football. That's oh, prime I'm, time. I'm, I'm, now. Yeah. guys giving us oh, the wrong stats. Words, he probably no, no. snuck a Thursday night win. Zero and nine on Monday Night yeah. Football, but he had wins in prime time. Uh, right, just not on oh, Monday. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was yeah. halfway right. Take yeah. it or shake yeah, yeah. it. Brought to you by Granger with supplied solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call, click Ranger.com, or just stop by. You guys want one more? Uh, Aaron Rodgers will throw four touchdowns versus the Lions. Take it or shake it? Take it. Take it. Damn. Take it. Yeah, he, they gonna, they gonna, they're going to deliberately pad his stats. Deliberately. Yeah. 
Rodgers is like Mahomes. Leave that boy alone. He's too, <laughs> like that. Those two are different. I don't like Rogers his hair. and Mahomes are different. I don't like his hair. R-E-L-A-X. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we got an excellent former giant coming up next. Yeah. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.